What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Occupation Nation podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 5. Today on the show, we're talking to Jessica Harmon about what it means to be a paramedic. Now, being a paramedic, as you would guess, there's a lot that goes into it. You're doing as much as you can. There is so many different steps and situations you have to try to figure out, and it's so intense. And Jessica does a really, really great job at describing what they go through exactly from start to finish when they get the call to when they're out there on the field to what they do after that and I just had a really fun time talking to her and before we get into this I want to give a special shout out to our first Patreon supporter and that guy's name is Austin Morris so huge shout out to uh, Austin thank you so much um I can't explain uh, how excited I am and how much and how important this is for the show itself and um, keeping us looking ahead. Now, I'm going to take this time to talk about what Patreon is. Patreon is a way for you listeners to help out the show and um, help us get new stuff. Like, um, we need new chairs and new equipment and all of that stuff will get rolled into what Patreon gets. So, you can go on to Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Again, that's patreon.com slash Podcast. You can go on there. There are different tiers to determine, you know, if you want to give this much or that much or that much. And um, with some of the tiers, you get some special stuff. So be sure to go on there and uh, see if any of those things work out for you. But I will say... If you don't do anything on Patreon, that's a-okay. Just by you listening really helps us out. So um, with all that said and done, let's get into this interview. Okay, so uh, emergency medical services is, in the grand scheme of things, the big total. Uh, but I'm a paramedic. Okay. Um, and you said you've been doing it for three years? Three years. Okay. So um, let's go back to before this all started and... Tell me, was this your end game? It was not. Okay. No. So how did you go from not knowing or doing about it to now? So I started out in nursing school. Okay. And I hated it. Okay. I didn't like being told what to do. I didn't like, you know, the setup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not for me. I want to help people, but this is not the pace that I would like to do it at. Mm. Um, so I didn't know what to do from there and I went to business school and I didn't like that either. Okay. So from there, were I, you at MTSU at the time or where did you no, go to school? I went to, uh, um, Columbia state for okay. nursing. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, from there I went to a tech school just cause I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I went to a business school, um, didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> at that time I met somebody who was in this field and they had kind of told me a little bit about what they do. And they kind of triggered me whenever they said, oh, it, you know, you only go to school for one or two semesters. You're That's like, it. wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, anybody could do that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't expensive. That's you know? good. Uh, but the bad thing is, is everybody starts out at the basic. Mm. So, you know, you go from A to B mm. and then from there to C. Um, so I met somebody. They told me about it and I found a program and that's what I went and did. Okay. So um, when you were in college... Did this ever come up at all? Like, it didn't. So you didn't know, really think about it until then. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. When you decided that this might be something you want to do, what was your first step? Like, how did you get going on that path? 
So I started looking up online um, different places that offered emergency service jobs. And uh, from there, I met some people, and they got me pointed into the direction of looking for a uh, EMT program. And that's that's where you have to start at is the EMT basic. And from there, um, I contacted a couple colleges, different places, interviewed with them, uh, got a feel for what they believed in, what they taught. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, I chose what school I was going to go to. And then after that, they lead you basically through the whole entire process. So is this just like any any school? Like, is there specific schools for this? Or is this like a co- any college? Or, or how does this work? Um, so it depends on where you're located. Uh, for around here, there's different places like Motlow that offer a program just for pre-hospital medicine. Um, Columbia State also offers the exact same thing. Okay. Where'd you end up going? Motlow. Okay. Um, So you're at Motlow. You're doing your thing. And you said how many semesters? So to start off, EMT is just one semester. Okay. Um, Then you go to AEMT, and that's another semester. And if you want to go further, you can. I did. I went to paramedic school, and that's a whole year. So that's three semesters. Okay. So you're... are those like the levels of moving up kind of thing? It is. Okay. Uh, so give me some examples of what you were doing in those classes. Like when you're going to school, what are some of the things that you have to do? Yeah. Um, so you learn the basics. So you learn anatomy and physiology, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, knew, you know normal things such as like why do people's tummies hurt, things mm-hmm. like that. Just the basics of like why people get sick. Mm-hmm. Then you dig a little bit deeper into how do you help that person. Yeah, so and you figure out why they're doing it, and then the next step is to figure out how to fix why they're e- hurting. Exactly. Okay. Um, so you learn how to deal with people. You learn how to assess people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go from head to toe throughout the school. Sometimes there's different labs, so you get to dissect things and see how things work so that you have a better understanding. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, they give you techniques on what medicines to use and how to use them. And uh, for EMT Basic, it's pretty simple. You basically learn just the basic life-saving things that you need. It's kind of hard to get a job right now with that. Mm. Um, but right now, the state has just opened it up to where you can get a job as a basic. Okay. Is that with that just that one semester is that what is. you mean by basic? Yep. So then the next step is A, you said? Yeah, it's advanced EMT. Okay. Yeah. And is how does that... How does that differ? Like, what is what does that mean? Yeah. So there's a couple different things. So um, as an EMT, you can do a lot of things. You can do CPR, obviously, and that's the one thing that you really need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can ventilate people, so that's a good thing. Um, but for AEMT, you get to start IVs. You get to give a little bit more medications, and you go a little bit deeper into why people are getting sick mm. and how to treat them. I got you. So it's kind of like you're starting to go into the weeds a little more. Exactly. Yeah. I got you. For sure. So then same thing for B. Um, so the B is the basic. That's the, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, so so it B is basic and then A is advanced and mm-hmm. then you said paramedic school right. is the next step. Correct. So then you really are in the weeds at that point. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So what are what are some of the things that you did in that where you were like, All right, this is the real deal? Yeah. So paramedic school is a little bit different as in it's hard. <laughs> um literally yeah. at the end they break yeah. it up into saying that you have maybe six hours throughout school to have with your family to sleep to eat oh, to shower so you're you're in yeah that's it that's all you do you're that and unfortunately in this job it could be a plus and a minus but you can go to school and work at the same time mm, so okay. you're constantly doing something um in parent school though you you go to clinicals different different hospitals different services you intubate people so you go to practice on how to intubate i don't even know what that means <laughs> 
<laughs> the tube down people's throats. Oh, okay. Yeah, we breathe for you. Oh, okay. Um, just in case that... That probably helps. Yes, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, you you get a whole new drug box, basically. Oh, okay. You know, there's a huge list of more things that you get to give people. Okay. And um, there's different tools that we get to use that other, like, the AMT and the EMT mm-hmm. can't use that we can. Um and I mean, you're you're solely responsible for your unit and everything that goes on. So, so. are you are, what are what are the the, like steps up? Like it's paramedic, like the top. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So that's another thing. That's why I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, from my level, I can go to critical care school. Okay. So that's I have to be in a be a paramedic for two years. Okay. Get some experience. Exactly. Yeah, get some get some stuff under my belt. Mm-hmm. And then after that, so you go to the critical care school, and then you can go and be a flight paramedic after Ooh, that. Yeah, that sounds that's, cool. That is pretty cool. Sounds yeah. intense. It does, but it's <laughs> it, it'll be fun. Yeah. So is that is that your is that your end game being um, a flight <clears throat> paramedic? I see this field as something that you're always walking up the hill. Mm. You know, so it's always the next thing. So mm-hmm. you can stop wherever you would like to, or you can go as far as you want to. For me. I don't know that where that point I got of you. stopping is I got yet. You. Yeah. So you're just you're just rolling forward. Exactly. Keeping keeping ahead. Yeah. That's really cool that you have that uh, opportunity though. Yeah. That you can just ah, I think I'm gonna keep rolling. I, that sounds cool or that sounds cool. Yeah. And you're staying in your field. Right. So that's exactly. cool. Um, another plus side to that is is since I did say that I started out in the nursing field. Right. If I chose to go back to that, there's mm-hmm. a bridge program. Ah. So if I wanted to go back, so I there's could definitely. A, a lot of opportunity there is. with this. So there is. That's cool. So if you. If if someone is thinking about getting into the medical field, why would you say to be a paramedic? Like, what are some of the upsides? Like, this is really cool about the job, or um, just getting to help people um, is definitely a cool experience. Whenever you can say that you were the person that got to help somebody live another day, or to see yeah, some cool. see a family member, you know, for an, another chance, mm-hmm. you know. So that's a that's a really like heartwarming. Like that, that's my gold. That, oh, that's, yeah. that's that what keep, I enjoy. That keeps you pumping. Definitely. I gotcha. That's, uh, that's really cool that you can do that. And, and I'm sure that's a big motivator for you, um, at the end of the day. Definitely. Um, so what are some of the most important things that you see being a paramedic that someone needs to have? Like some of the, I don't know, personality traits or whatever you want to call that. Okay. So, um, you have to be independent. Okay. Definitely. It's not something that someone holds your hand through the whole entire time. I gotcha. Um, it's definitely something where is you can't really mess around and joke off because it's not a joke, you know. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of downtime, so we do get a joke and play around. But, you know, in the end. When it's game time, it's you, game time. Yeah. I mean, you have to be serious. You're dealing with somebody else's life. Right. It's not a joking matter at all. And so you kind of have to be able to be mature mm-hmm. and understand that, you know, it may not be your emergency, but it's theirs. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm, is that a is that a hard thing that you see people like like they realizing okay it's not me but it's them and right. I've got to figure that out. It is. Um, you definitely have to not think about yourself or what you would do in that situation just because you, you don't you know. You get caught up. Yeah. 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 I and see that. yeah, and I mean people nowadays may not know what to deal with like a tummy ache Mm -hmm. you know there's so many things going on now and 
some people a tummy ache is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm thinking, okay. You're like, suck it up. No, I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. But right. now granted, on the flip side, there could be something seriously wrong. Exactly. You know? So that's where you have to use that professionalism and you have to like, all right, this could be this could be a multiple of things. So do you, right. um, when, when you see that, do you kind of go back to what you've learned and like go through the, the steps? Or, definitely. Or, okay. Yeah. Th- we have different assessment tools that we yeah, can use. Yeah. That's a better word. Yeah. Um, so definitely like we go, you know, we're supposed to do a head to toe assessment on everybody, no matter what the complaint is. Okay. Um, so whether you're, it's a toe pain or you're having mm-hmm. a heart attack, I'm still going to assess everything to make sure that there's not something different going on that we're not gotcha. finding. Gotcha. So, um, how, how do you, wh- where's your like base camp? Where, where do you come out of? Like, I don't know how it works. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, we have different stations and it kind of depends on your service where you're working at. Um, here we have three different stations. We have a main station and there's two ambulances there at this time. Um, and that's in the city. Okay. So we have two smaller little services that are like our south and north station. So we okay. have one here close to the school. So they're like satellite yes. areas kind of? Yeah, just to make sure because there's such a huge gap from one end of the county to the yeah. other end, we want to make sure that everyone has a good chance. That makes sense. Right. So depending on where you are that day mm-hmm. is where you go. And uh, you start at your station, that's where you stay. It's basically your living headquarters every three days. Okay. So I was going to ask you, what what does your schedule look like? It's different for every service. Um, mostly, though, they're 24 hours on and 48 hours off. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So, is, could that be? Could that fall on any day? Any day. Any day. Yep. Okay. Um, for instance, you work holidays, and uh, it just depends. Just another day for you. Huh? It is just another day. Gotcha. Um, so who? All right. So you're at you're at base camp here, and you're at the station. Is that what it's called? Station. Mm-hmm. When you're at the station and what happens next? Like, okay, we got to roll. Right. Like, so at 8 a.m. we come in, that. right? Okay. Um, we swap keys with the medic before us or the unit before us. Okay. We swap our drug keys. We have to keep our narcotics locked up just in case. Okay, that makes sense. Right. Um, so we do that. We check off our truck because there are certain state requirements that we have to have everything on our truck that gotcha. the state requires. Um, so you do this every every day you come in? Every day. Gotcha. Yep, and it gets checked off every single day because it, it could be that one piece of equipment that yeah. the crew used before that you need today. So gotcha. you got to make sure it's in there. Exactly. So you check off your truck. Um, you get with your partner. You have a normal partner usually. Okay. So you all check off the truck. After that, you just wait. Is that the same partner like every day? Like you two work together every day? Or, usually. Or? Um, you can swap in this field with different like swap shifts. Okay. I got gotcha. um, But usually, yeah, you're with the same exact person. Okay. Unless you have problems, then you can be put with gotcha. a different person. I just didn't know if it was like every day is different or if it... Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it depends. Okay. Um, so you go from that, and you just wait on a call. And you never know when one's going to come in. It could be in the middle of your checkoff. It could be as soon as you walk in the door. So that takes precedent upon anything, obviously. Exactly. So yeah. whatever you're doing... You drop everything. So you when go. you get the call, what happens in the station? Right. Like, so we all have our radios, and uh, whenever we get toned out, it depends on who's up for call that morning. So say I'm up for call and we get a tone, our radios will beep off. And then the dispatch will give us information on Unit 41, I need you to go to this address for this. Okay. So then you get up, you have two minutes to get to the truck and check in route. 
So whenever you get into the truck and check in route, the dispatch will come back over and give you more information on the call. Mm. So are you the driver? I am not. Okay. Um, the EMTs and the AEMTs are usually the ones driving. Uh, you're in the back? I'm sitting beside them at this oh, time. Oh, okay. Right, until we get the patient, and then I'm in the back. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so y'all y'all are, what did you say, in, in calling route? route? Yeah. Calling route? Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're are you on your way yet? We are, Okay, yeah. so you're on your way. Yes. Now what? Now, um, we, with the dispatch information that we were given, we have a code book, and we can look and see, well, this is what's going, what's going on with the patient. Okay. And we can call them if we're unsure of what's going on. But we kind of prepare ourselves um, for the code that they give us if, let's say, it's a chest pain. Mm-hmm. You know, we can go back through our protocol book and look and be like, okay, uh, well, we need to so go through So you're doing this as you're going there. You're exactly. like, okay, you're kind of trying to get an idea of a game plan exactly. when you get there, what to do. Okay. Definitely. And you talk to your partner. Um, if you've got a good partner that you've been working with for a while and you trust, you kind of both already know what to do. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to really tell them everything that you are going to need. Gotcha. So it just depends. Um, like I said, if we're going to go on a chest pain, my partner knows that I want to hook, hook them up to the monitor. I want to know what's going on with their heart. Mm. Um, and then I would like to know, you know, their vital signs. You know, are they dying at this point? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that can wait a second and we gotcha. can get more information? Um, and and how, how do you... How do you learn those things? Is that just through experience? or, or I mean, it's a little bit of school probably for sure, but it's also just being out there and seeing it and definitely being able to react. Yeah, I would say it's definitely 80% of what you're learning. Yeah. And um, it's definitely experience for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That 80% is definitely learning through the job. Yeah. yeah. It's day-to-day. Everything's different. Um, still with everything that um, I know already, I'm still learning things every day, mm-hmm. and that's just the joy of this field. Yeah, and you're seeing all kinds of different stuff. You never know what you're going to see, I guess. Exactly. Um, so going back, you get to the place. Now what? All right, so we get there. We go to the patient. Mm-hmm. Um, now, depending on if this call came in like it was a violent situation, we may have to wait for cops before we go in. Gotcha. But if not, we usually go to the front door. Usually someone's waving us in. We go in. We uh, find the patient, and... They're in some of the craziest places you'll never even imagine. But when we find them, we get to them and, you know, we kind of ask them what's going on, get kind of a general appearance of what's what the situation mm-hmm. is going to play out. Um, you can get a lot from appearance of somebody, yeah. you know, if they're really sick or not sick. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just base it off of how the how the patient's looking at the time. And then like if they're on the ground, eyes closed, not moving. Exactly. It's so, like, yeah, oh, I'm checking okay. a pulse. I'm making sure they're breathing. Yeah. And if not, then we're going to be starting CPR. Mm-hmm. We're going to start ventilating the patient. Gotcha. And uh, unfortunately, at that point, we are in the home. We do have family around us. Yeah. So we have to be careful of what we say and do mm-hmm. because they may not see it the way you we can't do. You just be like, they're dying in here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't want to do that to somebody because that's, exactly. that's I wouldn't want them line. to do it to me because I'd be like, Ah. I know. I know. Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely a different game plan when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's a, that, well, that's a whole other part of the job, it right is, there. It is. It's being all able different. To handle the external things definitely. around you. I mean, you can do your job, but you also have to be able to handle. So, how many people when y'all drive up? Is it just you and your partner jumping out, or usually? Is it, okay. Yeah. Um, now, depending on the calls, we have different responses that we go. We have non-emergency, which is not the lights and sirens that everyone likes to see. Um, and then we have emergency 
depending on where the location is, depends on whether we're going to have first responders there or not. So your local fire department people Mm -hmm. or, you know, certain fire departments have specific first responders that they have that will respond to calls within a, like, city limit range. Gotcha. Um, So if they come, then it's usually about four people total, two of them and two of us. Okay. Um, And then I said, it like, if it's a violent situation, then it's probably going to be two of the first responders, two EMT and paramedic. And, and then, then police. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, so you are, you're assessing the person and then you determine what to do based off how they look and, and what else is going on yeah, with them. Yeah, and what they're complaining about, definitely. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so they're, we'll just say they're doing something, something's wrong with them. Do you jump into action there or? or it depends, yeah. It just depends on yeah. how they are? I mean, if it, um, we have a jump bag. Okay. So this piece of equipment is something that has a bunch of equipment in it that we may need to help somebody right then and there. Mm. Uh, For instance, I've had a call before where a person was on a utility vehicle and they were unresponsive. Oh, And they were quite a big person and we could not get them out enough to treat them. Oh, man. So what we did was treat them right then and there. Gotcha. Um, and that's where that bag comes in. Exactly. It has a bunch of stuff that we could use really quickly. It has IV set up. It has stuff to intubate people okay. if they're not breathing, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so you, you've you done your thing now, and we'll say you got them back to some what, – what is, what is your – I don't want to say what is your goal, but like what is your feeling when you know that, okay, we're they're better or they're, they're doing better or – I don't know what that line is. Right. And there really isn't. It's kind of hard to say. Um, we always think two or more steps ahead because, I mean, for instance, I could give somebody a medication and they act bad to it. Now I need to know what to give them now because I just gave them something they're allergic to. Gotcha. So you're always thinking ahead of the game. So once I get caught up to the point where I feel like this person is going to be okay, mm-hmm. I have to go back and reassess. I got gotcha. you. And then from there, so I... So it's never like, okay, hey, we're good. Ex- See you later. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, until you get to the hospital. But, yeah. Yeah. But before that, you're constantly just trying to find the main cause of the situation. And no matter if they're better or not, you still have to keep on searching for yeah. what's going on. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like even if they're okay, you're still just... Your Definitely. mind is just... Your gears are turning. Definitely. Um. So after they're... I don't know what, okay, so you do your thing. When do they go to the hospital? Right. So when we see them in the house, mm-hmm. we usually depend on, is this a load and go or a stay and play? So about what we mean by that is load and go, like, okay, we got to get out of this house. We got to get you in the ambulance. We got to get you to a hospital now. Okay. Um, stay and play is kind of like, well, you're not going to die in the next couple minutes. So we're going to try to get more of information from you. And then we're going to try to figure out the plan that's best for you. Gotcha. And then we'll, we'll load them onto our cot and then put them into the ambulance at that Is time. Is that still another, uh, just another one of your calls? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. It just depends. Every day is different. Mm-hmm. Every call is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, whenever we decide that, Hey, you know, this person does want to be transported to the hospital or mm-hmm. they need to go, we'll load them on, onto our cot and, uh, We'll get them out to the ambulance, and then from there, my partner will usually start an IV. You know, if they're dehydrated, I'll give them fluids. Um, if it's a cardiac problem, I'll give them some aspirin and some nitro, depending on what kind of heart attack they're having, if they are. Mm. Um, do 12 lead, so I'll look at their heart and make sure they're not currently having an infarct going on, okay. so their, their tissue's not dying in their heart. Um, 
Yeah, and then from there, from there we decide what hospital is best for this person. Okay. And if this person is adamant on going to a certain hospital, you know, we have to take them there. Uh, so I was gonna ask you. So if so if I'm if I'm like like laying on the ground like hurting, and I'm like, take me to the hospital. Do you have to take me to the hospital? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, unfortunately, in this day and age, we can't just tell anybody like, you're no, like, you're fine. No. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of people are so happy. So that's one downside to my job is that oh. a lot of people may not agree with the way that things are handled, mm. although they may not know what's going on. And they seize that opportunity to sue you. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's a downside is that uh, a lot of people would like to take your job from you. And because yeah. you work for the government, yeah. they feel like there's a lot of money in there, but there isn't. So, you know, <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's right. debunked. Like, all right, now, quit with the suing. Exactly. People. Exactly. <laughs> We're just trying to help you. Okay. Like Now, I mean, I'm sure there's cases, but if I'm just doing my job, like, all yeah. right. So they're like, ah, take me to the hospital so you have that's a that turns into a load and go at that point it does um it turns into like one of those things where it's like okay well what hospital you want to go to let's get in we're still going to look at you we're still going to assess you and treat you like any other patient you know because it's like i said it's not our emergency it's yours yeah exactly and you're still i mean you have to do your job it's not you can't just be like oh Oh, you want to go to the hospital? Okay. All right. Uh, just climb on in and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll drive you there. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, everybody gets the same treatment. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just depends on everything though, on how we go to the hospital, whether we go emergent or non-emergent. Um, gotcha. just those things kind of, that's come lights play. on, lights off. Right. Okay. Um, so if they don't say that and you have to choose the hot hospital, is it just about proximity is it about what's wrong with the person or a lot of things come into play. Um, and do you make that call or, like yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, um, definitely. Because some people may have just moved here mm. or on our case, we're so close to I-65. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of travelers, mm-hmm. so they don't know the hospitals around here and what they can provide. Um, so we kind of look at what's going on with the patient. You know, our obvious traumas really go to Vanderbilt. Mm. I mean, if it's something that we're really worried about, like you could have a mm-hmm. head injury or something or, mm-hmm. you know, lots of broke bones, then we'll take you on to Vanderbilt because they're gotcha. probably the best people for that. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean... I- if it's me, I would want to go there too. Right. Like I don't know much about all the hospitals, but you just right. know you kind of have like this idea. You're like, oh, Vanderbilt. Okay, let's go there. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, with that being said, that is kind of one thing that people do to us. They're like, oh, well, I want to go to Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. and there may not be anything wrong. And they think that just because they call an ambulance that they're going to get a free ride into the ER mm-hmm. and they get to just go straight to a room. <laughs> and that's not that is totally not true. We yeah. take people to the waiting room just as much as we uh, do. I, I could room. see that being a big thing you have to deal with. It is. Because there's is. like this idea. Even, I mean, I'll be honest, I was thinking it and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm in the ambulance. Move out of the way, people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's one That's one thing that a lot of people think, mm. but it's not true. I gotcha. Okay. So you just got to do, you make that call based on how they are. So is there any, is there any, uh, give me an example of when you don't go to Vanderbilt. Okay. So um, chest pain. Right. If it's not something that I'm like really concerned with and there's not some underlying issues that I'm more concerned with that Mm -hmm. needs to go to a further hospital, Murray Regional is a good place to take cardiac patients. Mm. Um, That's where I was born. Yeah, me too. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, for instance, a stroke. If someone's having a stroke, then I may take them to St. Thomas West. Okay. That's that's a good place to take them for that. Okay. So, I mean, that's just, it's a lot of calls you have to make in like this. Yes. Like, I don't know how long you're there. What's a normal, like, I mean, it's probably changes, but. It does. Um, obviously, you probably try to be as 
fast as you can, but right. efficient as you can. Right. So um, on a normal day-to-day basis, depending on like a, a normal call, it could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Mm. Um, if we do have to go to Nashville, that's usually about a three-hour trip there and back total with the whole entire treatment on scene, everything. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doing a lot there in that short of time. Right. So, um, I want to kind of switch gears and go into, um, how did you get your job? How did you end up where you are now? Okay. So, um, like I said, I knew a couple of people that were in this field already and I mm-hmm. asked them, you know, like, how do you go about this? And they were like, well, just contact your local service. You know, every county's got one. Um, if not, there's somebody around here that knows one or mm-hmm. something. So you go and you just walk up to any service or you can look online. There's different places around here that are hiring online. Um, but uh, if you want to work for a county service, you you can just go there. And just tell you, hey, I'm looking into this, Mm -hmm. and I would like to fill out an application. You know, are you hiring right now? When will you be hiring? Mm -hmm. And they kind of, like, walk you through the process. So it's very simple. It's just an easy application. Um, After that, they walk you through some training if you're hired. Um, They'll do some training and uh, make sure that you aren't going to be lost on your first day. I was going to ask you, that's where I'm going next, is um, when you get the job, do you have like a uh, like a month period where you're like a trainee or something or? Um, it depends on the person that's being trained. Mm-hmm. Um, usually it's about two or three shifts. Okay. That you work just the first half, so about twelve hours each, and they'll take you through the main places that we go throughout the day. Like for if a place is popular, kind of like a nursing home or okay. the hospital, mm-hmm. um, they'll take you and show you those places. They'll have you ride with a different crew just so you can kind of see what what they're doing. Um, try to learn from them and then they'll put you through the exact same thing they'll make you that person that's uh, acting as a partner to uh, the paramedic or paramedic to emt okay um so what is what is your pathway that you want to say hey if you want to get into this these are the steps you need to take so is it the first step would be going to uh school is that the first step well, um, luckily, I today, nowadays, you can go to a service and just write out as okay. a person. Okay. You know? I didn't even know that. Yeah. They make you sign a form just so you don't disclose any information. Right. But That's with, fair. Yeah. That's cool that you can do that, yeah, though. Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely something that I wish I would have known about, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but for somebody who doesn't know if they really want to do it and would like to know a little bit more, I would mm-hmm. definitely say go to a service, see if you can write out with them just for eight hours or so, and then kind of get a feel for if that is something that you're yeah, interested that, in. I mean, that, that sounds like a great resource exactly. to use because then you don't have to commit this time and money and stuff, and then you're like, oh, exactly. I hate this. Exactly. Um, so from there, if you do like it, talk mm-hmm. to those people there. Yeah. You know, we're all willing to help. Mm-hmm. Um, that is why we're in this field anyways. <laughs> true. So, true. yeah, I mean, just ask us questions. Call us. I mean, we, we give our numbers out to students all the time. You know, mm-hmm. hey, call us if you have any questions or if you need any help finding a job afterwards because there's – this field is not dying. It's only, you know, 40, 40 plus years old. I mean, that's yeah. it. Well, it's I mean, not... there's a lot of people getting hurt out there. There is. So, there is. There's I mean, a lot of us. I, I mean, there's, that sounds like a, it doesn't sound like it's going anywhere. It is not. I'll say yeah. It's like haircutting. Yes. That ain't going nowhere. Exactly. Paramedics ain't going nowhere. No, it's not. Um, and definitely we're hurting for people now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a field where you're definitely going to have a job when you get out. I feel like it takes a special person though. It does. To do it. Because I mean, I'm, 
I am way too weak to be doing all that. <laughs> yes, if you don't like blood, do not even oh, try. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. No, <laughs> yes. no blood for me. No um, vomit sounds. No nothing. So you got to be ready for all that stuff. You do. Um, and, and I'm assuming. Do do you see some pretty rough stuff? I do. It's it's pretty amazing the things that people can do mm-hmm. that our bodies can do, and we. It's hard to explain it to somebody because mm-hmm. you look at something and you're like. Oh, that's just on TV. Yeah. TV does not do it justice. Oh, man. You know, like you see, oh, that person just got smashed by a vehicle. No, that's nothing. Oh, you know, man. that that is not. So that's a part of the job that if you are looking to go into it, you need to be ready for. You do. Um, You need to have a strong family or friend base. Mm-hmm. You need to have people that you can talk to. And you have to be able to leave it at the door almost. Exactly. Definitely. Um. For sure. I luckily, I have a great mind that is, you know, as soon as I do something, Mm. I can wipe it out of my brain and act like it never happened. And unfortunately for some people, they don't, they're not like that and they carry it home with them. That'd be me. (laughs) Yeah. I'd just be laying in bed, like thinking about it and stuff. And I mean, sometimes you do. I mean, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of sick children out there too. And that's, that, that one is definitely the worst. So you know, if you already don't like dealing with children or you are in love with children and, mm. you know, you're scared to see them hurt, probably don't want to do that. Probably this. not it. No. Yeah. But, I mean, unfortunately, it is what it is. How do you deal with that, I guess, is my question. It's, it depends on the person you are. Um, for me, religion's kind of a strong thing for me, so okay. that kind of keeps me based. Um, but the way I go into a call with different patients is, well, what if this was my family member? Mm. You know, what if what if this was my child? Gotcha. So I have to understand because we don't only take care of the patients, but we have to take care of the patients' families. Right. right. So you know, you're dealing with a, a mother of a newborn child, oh, and yeah. this is their first, so that you know they're scared to death. I can't imagine. And we don't tend to think about that enough, um, but I try to make sure that they know, hey, this is what I'm doing to your child. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what's going on right now. I'm trying to fix that. You know, you screaming at me does not help. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not here to hurt your baby. I want to. I want yeah. them. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know? it, it but depends. I mean, it's probably it's hard. It for, is. I bet it's hard. Man. It is. I can't oh, imagine. I, I can't either. I mean, it's it's definitely something you wish you never had to do. Yeah. Um, but at the same I'm, time, I'm glad that you guys do that, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. In I the mean, end run, it's it's okay. You know, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I mean, that's just another part of the job that you have to deal exactly. with. Exactly. And. Uh, I feel like that's an important part to bring up because I could see that being yeah. a a make or break for people. Definitely. Like, okay, I want to help people. All right, yes. what does that mean? That means this. Yes. So. Yes, and unfortunately, um, that is the downside, and a lot of people in our field has PTSD. Have PTSD. Oh yeah, I bet. Um, I bet. we do have some suicides in this field just from the things that we do see and we mm-hmm. take home, and maybe other people don't understand. Um, but. Thankfully, there are other people out there that are willing to help you. If you mm-hmm. would reach out to them and talk to them, then they know what you are going through. So like you said, it's good to have that base of that, that, that group around yes. you to kind of speak through and talk through things. Exactly. If you do see rough stuff. Yes. Um, so what what are your, like what's a, let's get a little happier yes. here. <laughs> what What is your like vacation days look like? Like how does that work? Right. It sounds like you kind of have a special, like so I work. 40 hours a week, quote unquote, but what are, what are your hours a week? <laughs> um, funny that you say that. Cause, uh, we get, we get 40 hours a week, but okay. 
it is not the 48 hour or 40 hours that you would think. Um, it's 40 straight hours. And then from that, we have a lot of overtime. Oh, okay. So, I understand. Yeah. So are you hourly then at that point? Um, or are you like salary, salary plus? No, you get paid a base pay for your just normal okay. 40 hours. Okay. Um, we get paid biweekly. Most services do. So on that check, you'll have about 80 hours. Okay. That is just straight time. Mm. So you get paid at that one rate. And then the rest of that overtime, because, I mean, with us working 24 hours, we're already on 48 by the that, same day. I was about to say, that's why I asked, because it didn't yeah. sound like you, no. you did that. No. So then you get about anywhere from 40-plus hours of overtime every yeah every paycheck. Golly. Yeah, which is time and a half, so that's a plus. Hey. Yeah. Um, so so at least if, if you're putting in the time, it, it sounds like you have to put in the time. You do. I was about to say, yeah, it, it sounds no like choice. you don't really get a choice. No. At least they, they compensate you for that, right. which is good. Right. And, I mean, pay for us is not what people should imagine that it is. Yeah, so we do get vacation time after a year. You get 144 hours. Okay. So, you know, just depending on how you Whatever use Whatever you want to use it exactly. on. Exactly, yeah. Okay. I mean, you can... Luckily, with that, because you do work the 24 on 48 off, mm -hmm. you take one day off, and you're sitting there with five days. Mm. So you only use so one vacation you can, day. So you can kind of work it a little where you get a bigger vacay. Exactly. Just using all exactly. your days. Of, and you do get sick time that acquires. So you get like that. Like per paycheck or something? Um, It's per every two paychecks. Oh, okay. Like you per get, month. Yeah, you get 12 hours of sick, sick leave. Okay. So what are some of the things that your HR... or? Is it HR that we do have an HR, but usually it's the program director or okay. or you know your service director. That's the one that's going to be hiring you. Okay. So how many interviews? Is it just like one interview mm -hmm. and and then okay, you have your credentials. Is yeah. That yeah. So you can walk in with a resume if you'd like to, or you can just walk in and you know just talk to them face to face, like the good old days. Um, yeah. Nobody does yeah. that anymore, but that that's is definitely true. how this is. Um, you just walk in, you know, you tell them, Hey, I just got out of EMT school or I'm looking for, like, I'm looking to go into this, mm -hmm. you know, I would like to work here afterwards. What do I need to do? Where would you like me to go? Mm -hmm. Is there any kind of scholarship for me to go to school for yeah. this? Um, they're kind of thinking about paying for paramedic school now for people. Oh, man. Um, it is kind of pricey. It's about like $10,000 for paramedic school. Okay. Um, but it's still, I mean, if you look at any of the other things. I was about to things, say, don't ask me what I paid. Exactly. You know, that's like. That, yeah. That's that's less than half. Yes. And I'm so, debt-free. From all the school that I've ever had, yeah. I'm debt-free. So. so that's a win right there. Exactly. So well, you're not starting out in debt. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's that's almost like having a higher income. Exactly. Because, I mean, you're not paying yeah, I got loans. debt. <laughs> yes, yes, I for you. sure. So that, that, that would be amazing. It is. And that's a plus side, you know. Um, I didn't say this earlier, but EMT school is about $2,000. Okay. And so is AMT. It's about the exact same. Okay. So it's definitely reasonable. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, you. I feel like if you could... Um, stay diligent and you could pay that off. Oh right, yeah, I feel like. for and, sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so somebody that they would be looking to hire would definitely be someone who's independent, someone who they don't feel like they're going to have to babysit a lot. Um, definitely someone who's dependable. You're able to work by yourself. You do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Um, you definitely don't want someone who's not going to do and slack off and mm -hmm. be lazy. You can't really be lazy in this field. Um, we do have a lot of downtime, which is nice, but, um, Definitely someone who's respectable and just willing to do what it takes and keep up their uh, credentials. I mean, mm -hmm. we do we do yearly training on things that we do every single day. Yeah. So you're constantly training to do better. I, I could see that being a big part of your job is mm -hmm. just knowing all these techniques yeah. and all this For classes sure. and stuff. For sure. Do you do those classes at your station? Or? Yeah, sometimes. Um, 
other places like hospitals will offer classes as well that okay. you can go to. Um, you can go back to like Motlow has a refresher program that you can go to. Okay. Um, they offer that for m- multiple different people. So you don't have to go to the school. It's um, kind of side based off of that. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, definitely the service will pay you to take the classes. Okay. And they just train you throughout the year. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That way um, it, it gives you even more incentive to do it. Exactly. Um, how much is there any like outside travel outside uh, on this job or, or are you basically you go to the station or wherever you're, you're at and that's where you are until you you kind of jump around is that how it works yeah um for us it's different for everybody like i said but mm-hmm. for us it's um you do three rotate like three shifts and then you rotate to a different station okay so every third day for three days i'll go to one station and then i'll rotate to the next okay so it just it's a it's constant rotation with us. Some services will bid on the on the station that they would like to be at, mm-hmm. um, and if they get it, then that's where they'll be for that whole entire year. Oh, okay. Until they so you're like, all right, I really want to be here. You have that possibility. Exactly. Okay. So tell me about kind of more into who you have to interact with, who you have to deal with. Right. So you've got the patients. Mm-hmm. You've got the family. Mm-hmm. You have your partner. And, you know, you may have some bystanders sometimes that witness somebody falling or collapsing. Mm. Um, So you have to kind of talk to them about what happened because what people see kind of determines our treatment as well. Gotcha. Um, From there, you know, we're talking to dispatch constantly of, hey, we're here. We're okay. We're going to be going to this hospital. Okay. Um, We're constantly telling them what's going on so they have a record of everything that happens. Gotcha. Um, From there, whenever we get to a hospital, we call Mm -hmm. in a radio report. And we tell them a little bit about what happened to the patient and what their state is now. Okay. Um, and then after that, you know, we get to the hospital. We're greeted by nurses. Um, it's not like Grey's Anatomy. There isn't a bunch of doctors oh, waiting for it. us. That's I what know. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a bunch of doctors waiting at the door for us. But um, whenever we go inside, you know, we go to the nurses. We tell them about what's going on. They put us in a room. From there, you know, we're telling the nurses about everything that happened throughout the call, all the medications we had to give, um, what the patient complained so of. So it's kind of like a handoff. So it is. this is what we did. Here exactly. you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, sometimes, depending on the hospital, mm-hmm. um, like Vanderbilt, for instance, you do get a room full of people, and they're usually a lot of doctors, mm. a lot of nursing staff, a lot of patient care advocates. And you have to make sure that you are able to give them all a full report on this patient that you just brought in. In front of all these people. So you got to be willing. You, you have to be able to communicate and, and speak clearly about exactly what you did before. Exactly. Um, and it's good to kind of have a good game plan of that before you walk into the door because then you're kind of like, uh, uh, this happened. I'm like, come and, on. Oh, wait, I forgot this, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I bet does that come with practice? Yes. Yeah, I could yes. see that because I, I could see that being really stressful. Yes. Just like they're all looking at you like, come on, come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, like, um, uh, is that it? You're like, oh, I think I did that. Exactly. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's definitely good to to talk to people in this field. I mean, if you don't talk to anybody, you're not going to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do deal with doctors. We deal with physical therapists, nursing staff, um, anything medical you can think of, mm-hmm. we deal with it. The flight crews, I mean – they don't just land and get the patient. I right. mean, they have to come into our ambulance. Because you're you're the fir- you're the person there. Like you're you're. Exactly. Are you usually the first person there? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's a big thing. It's either us or the first responders mm-hmm. or the police. Mm-hmm. You know, we are definitely the first people there. Um, and from there, you know, our story is kind of what outlays the patient's care throughout yeah. throughout their stay at the hospital or. You or know. what the, what the doctors and nurses are going to do from exactly. that point. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. 
So I could see that being super important. Definitely. Um, to be level-headed and be able to handle all that stress yes. at that yes. moment. What do you think it takes to be successful and to be able to like be happy? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I feel like it's all person dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a lot to do with, you know, how would you want to be treated in that situation? So that's how I kind of base my success on, um, you know, we are human and that's all that, right. that's all we can say about that is we're human. We all make mistakes, mm-hmm. but, um, always trying to stay up on what the new technology is coming out, how to use your equipment better. Um, if your service gets new stuff, you need to learn how to use it. Uh, you know, you need to go to these classes and understand, you know, these new findings, Mm -hmm. you know, CPR wasn't always 120, 100, 120 beats per minute. You know, it was more of like, Oh, well just pump on their heart 80 times a minute. (laughs) You know, things have changed since then. Yeah. And you kind of have to stay with the times and understand the things that are going on in the medical field. So you kind of just have to stay up to date and go to classes and learn more about what can, what you can do. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, experimenting, I would like to say, um, is one way to find out, well, is what you're learning is actually true or not? Mm-hmm. Cause there is no, there's nothing before us. We get all of our medicine based things off of the military. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, before this, people are dying at their homes in our, in the United States, you know, people mm-hmm. are dying at home because they don't know what to do and they're not getting to the hospital fast enough or, you know, they're not getting things taken care of that need to be taken care of right then and there. Mm-hmm. So they're dying on their way to the hospital. Whereas, you know, we have to use our reports as ways to look back and be like, well, we should have done this mm. or we could do this better. And so you're constantly having to learn. Constantly. To be successful, to be good. I mean, at your job, it sounds like you need to be always, even if you think you know it, you need to be refreshed. Exactly. Is it as intense as you see on TV where, okay, there's this crazy car accident and this ambulance pops in and you guys are running out and doing your thing. Is that how it normally is? We try not to ever run. Okay. Because when we run and we look like we're freaking out, it shows panic. It freaks everybody else out and things don't get done. That is another thing that you really need to have is just that strong head on your shoulders to be able to tell people what to do because you're the leader and me as a paramedic, I'm in control of the whole entire scene. So if it's a car wreck, and this person needs extricating, mm-hmm. you know, if they're not able to um, survive extrication, then we have to figure out something else to do so that they can survive that. Mm. Um, because, I mean, they may not be breathing. And so someone has to get inside the car, which is usually me because I'm short and small. So mm. I have to get into it's this. Like, in, get in there. Yep. I have to get into this car and uh, start ventilating these people so that they have a chance of surviving once we are able to get them out of the mangled car that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's just depending on hopefully that one person that saw that car, you know, tip over a wreck calls, calls 911 immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's just with the job. So, yeah, I can see that. That's, um, that's rough. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it's eventful and sometimes it is not. Um, I didn't think about the not running thing. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of running in school once and someone like, yelled at me. Run. Yeah. They're like, oh my goodness, when you're running, then everyone else is going to freak out. So it's like, Which okay. Which makes complete sense. Yeah. I um, mean, so no matter how scared mm-hmm. the person is or how scared you may be, you can't show it. You have to put on a front. Yeah. Um, you're exactly like being a, a doctor or a nurse where you yeah. have to. 
in your head, you might be thinking, oh, my Lord. But yes. outside, you're like, yes. okay, this is what I have to do. You've got to, it's, I don't want to say safe face, but you yeah. got it. You've got to put on this act yes. where you're, where you're in control. Everything's okay. It's fine. Yes. Okay. Yes. And honestly, you need to keep the patient always, you know, talking to you. Like mm. that's, that's the big thing is, you know, make sure that they feel like they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Cause usually when they're not going to be okay is when they're going to be telling you, Hey, I don't feel good. Or mm. I feel like I'm going to die. And when people say that, yeah. You know, things start to happen and you're like, okay, uh, this is serious. You know, yeah. step it up. Drive us there faster because this person yeah. is not going to make it. But you can't tell them that. You know, you keep on telling them, no, you're going to be fine. You know, yeah. we're, you know, just keep on breathing. Keep on thinking about happy thoughts. Think about your family. You know, we're about to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, just a few more minutes. Right. So you have to keep on being somebody's coach, I guess. You have to yeah. keep on like cheering you, them like, on. Yeah, and, you're going yeah. to be good even if they're like, I am yes. not good. Okay. Yes. Um, definitely. I will. I will ask you this: When you're at the station, what are some of the things you're doing while you're there? Are you Are you guys just like hanging out? Are you like practicing? Or I don't know. Um. Right. So it depends. Um. Certain stations, it is like a house. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like your third family. We make jokes. Like I have a work wife. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, we we can either bring our food there during the day, because uh, we do have 24 hours. We don't get a lunch break. You know, call happens, we go. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if we're in the middle of eating our sandwich or... So you just eat whenever you can. Exactly. And you sleep whenever you can because we do work 24 hours. Yeah. So um, a lot of people on the outside feel like that's like, oh, y- y'all are getting paid to sleep. And yeah, sure, it seems like that sometimes. But you don't understand is we're paying to be ready to come to the call. Yeah. You know? Because when it's, when it's game time, exactly. like I said, you know, like that little three-hour span is like way more stress than I see in a whole day. Yeah. So, I mean. So, yeah, definitely being ready. I feel like you earn your pay in those, yeah, <laughs> those moments. Definitely. Um so, I mean, if you see us out in Kroger or Walmart or something, don't judge us. I mean, we got to eat That's what I do. You. I'm like these EM, these I these paramedics. They should be saving lives. Get back in the ambulance. Yeah. No. But I mean, seriously, I mean, we got to eat too. So, yeah. you know, we'll go to the store if we've got some time. Um we do rotate with different units, the ambulances. Um we do rotate calls. So if we just run a call and we're not back up, um, mm-hmm. then we'll usually try to make a quick trip to, you know, a store to find food or go to fast food, something mm-hmm. to get in and out. Um, but depending on your service, different days mean different things. So Wednesdays, we have to completely detail our units. Mm. Um, you know, we have to clean them down because, I mean, we do see so many people with infections and, oh, you know, yeah. oh, just sicknesses. Yeah. We got to make sure that all that stuff doesn't contaminate other things. So we have to thoroughly clean out our ambulances on Wednesdays. Saturdays are building days, so we have to clean up our building. Oh, okay. Um, so we just basically like do a deep cleaning throughout the whole entire station. Okay. Um, after that, um, you know, certain other days you may not have as many calls, so you may just try to brush up on paperwork that you have or, you know, book classes mm. um, or just schedule yourself for different things. Um, you can always get online and look up different resources to mm-hmm. train more throughout that time. Or, you know, you can just take it as time to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to school, like what I was doing, um, on my downtime, I just had to study. You know, I just pushed my books, did my homework Yeah, for to sure. get through school. For you know. sure. But, um, Is that when you were a EMT going to be a paramedic? or? Yeah, um, at that point I was an AMT because oh, they weren't A-A-M-T. hiring basics at that time. Gotcha. So I was a... Uh, an AMT and I went to parent school. So, um, how that goes is you're, you work one day, you go to school the next, and then you have a clinical the next day. Mm. So you go to a different service 
it could be a local Nashville fire or anywhere else like that. And uh, you go and you put out the things that you have learned and try to act as their partners mm. so that you get a bunch Sounds of different trainings. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. <laughs> you get to see a little bit of what else goes on. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. For sure. So you're you're at the station and you get a call, you do your thing. Um, when you come back, what is the situation as in how fast can you go do another one? Okay. Um, depending on after we get off that call that we were just on, Mm -hmm. it depends on what we used. Um, if it's something that we only have one of on the ambulance, then we usually call ourselves back unavailable. Okay. Um, and that's just because we don't have an equipment that is vital. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because you don't want to go somewhere and be like, oh, I don't have that thing. That's not a good look. (laughs) It is not. And it's definitely hard to explain. That's what I mean. Like this person's on the floor and you're like, oh, wait, I don't have that. So let me. Exactly. That's not a good. Yeah. So um, luckily we do carry multiples of a lot of things on the ambulances, Mm -hmm. but there's some things that are just so expensive that we only carry one. Um, For instance, our narcotics, you know, there's not as many on there as you would think that there is. Mm. So when I use some, I need to go back and get restock or else if someone else calls and it's something they may need it. Exactly. I gotcha. And I don't have it, then I'm kind of have other things that I need to use Mm -hmm. or could use. Um, But sometimes if it's just, you know, a bag of saline that I gave somebody because they were dehydrated, Mm -hmm. I have multiple of those. Mm. So we may get another call as soon as we check back into our county. Mm-hmm. You know, they may tell us, hey, I need you en route to this place. We have to go. I mean, we can't just say, oh, no, I'm tired. Yeah, that's what I, I assumed that, but I wasn't sure yeah. kind of what that, that downtime yeah. would be. Yeah, I mean, basically. It just depends on what you got. Exactly. So yeah. if you have it, then you're going. Exactly. Um, now, for instance, we do have supervisors there. Mm-hmm. So the supervisor, sometimes if we can call them, if it's something that we're the only person left in the county, like the only ambulance left, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we can call them and be like, hey, I need this, and they can bring it to us. Um, and they're, the supervisors are also there to help you. And that's another place to move up. If you're not wanting to go to nursing school or go be on an aircraft, you can, you can do your time and become like a leader. You can be an FTO. So that's somebody, a field training officer. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who just uh, helps you through, will train you. And then from there, you've got lieutenants. And they're the people that kind of like look through your paperwork and make sure you're doing everything you should be doing. Okay. And they schedule the training usually. And then um, from there, you have a supervisor. So your supervisor is there for you at all times. Um, there's only one. So if something's going on on one side of the county and you need them on the other side, you're going to have to wait a minute. Gotcha. Um, but they carry some equipment that we may need that we only have one of for the entire county. Oh, okay. And that's just because funding maybe wasn't there. Like we didn't get a fund for this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're usually there for us if it's a sketchy situation and we mm-hmm. need them or we need extra hands. We can always call our supervisor to come help. Mm. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I, I hope someone learned something. I know I did, and I think it's really interesting. And um, All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was definitely great. (laughs) Yep, that's it. And that's it. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you learned a lot. I hope maybe someone out there uh, is now interested in being a paramedic. Um, It was a lot of great information. I had so much fun talking to her. Um, So be sure to uh, subscribe and review if you enjoyed it. Uh, Let us know um, what you think. If you need to find us on uh, any of the social medias, it's at O Nation Podcast. Again, that's at O Nation Podcast. Be sure to like, follow, tweet us, 
whatever you need to do, share the podcast. Let's get it out there. Let's let everybody know. And please be sure to uh, review the podcast on whatever you listen to. It really helps me out, but it also helps the podcast out. So at the end of the day, maybe, just maybe, paramedic is the occupation that you've been looking for. Thanks, and we'll see you on the next one.